Loss helps us define our lives. By allowing our grief to matter, we discover our own strengths and embrace our authentic selves. Welcome to Good Grief with your host, Cheryl Jones. Get ready to be inspired, to create a deeper life, to make your time on Earth much more meaningful. Now, here is Cheryl Jones. Hello, I'm your host, Cheryl Jones, and I want to welcome you to Good Grief, where we talk each week about the transformations that can come from loss. Today, I'm talking with Daniela Guzman and Heather Vargas. Daniela is a compassionate and dedicated woman with a background in corporate event marketing and a passion for helping others. In coping with the loss of her family members, she recognized the overwhelming amount of planning, paperwork, and bureaucracy, amen, that comes with the ending of one's life. This insight and empathy are what led Daniela and her business partner, Heather, to found Life After. After, Life After. With over nine years of sales and marketing experience, Daniela brings many valuable skills to the business. Her years of corporate event planning have refined her organizational and planning skills. That, paired with her natural creative vision, make Daniela an irreplaceable member of the leadership team. But it's her personality and kind nature that make her the heart of the organization. Heather's a natural-born leader with a background in business and marketing who always dreamed of starting her own business. With 15 years of marketing experience, 10 of those in corporate sponsorship and event marketing, she was looking to do something meaningful beyond influencing the bottom line. In experiencing loss in her own life previously and helping her co-worker at the time, Daniello, cope with her recent losses, Heather discovered a major gap in the services available for processing the loss of a loved one here in the U.S., and that's when this partnership was born. Welcome, Daniela and Heather. Hello. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you for having us. Oh, my pleasure. I, I was particularly interested in having you on because of both of you having used a business background, um, but then having that kind of turned in another direction by your losses, because I find either people change direction entirely with losses or sometimes use what they already had, but in a different way. And that would apply to the two of you. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. We were just very thankful and happy that we're able to put those feelings of grief and loss towards something positive in starting up life after. I'd like to start with just a little bit more about each of your previous experience. Uh, Your bios obviously gave us the highlights, but what kind of work were were you doing kind of before you had this brainstorm of putting your experience with your uh, your business experience with your personal experience with losses where did you start out Daniela could we start with you sure um before I started life after with Heather I had spent many years doing um event marketing for law firms in the Bay Area. So it was all corporate law firms and it just didn't feel right for me um, in the way that my life was going. And I, I really felt like the amount of money and time and energy spent on something that really wasn't giving anything back to the community 
uh, was not where I needed to go with my life. So I left and I joined a tech startup and that's where I met Heather. So marketing for the tech startup, basically? Yeah. Is that what you were doing? Yeah. And what I hear in that is that losses um, maybe amplified your your desire to do service with what uh, what skills you have, but didn't create them. That you were that you were kind of always wanted to be someone who was giving back to the community. Did I hear that right? Yes. Yes, you did. And that is sometimes, as I know from um, working with nonprofits a lot, not not always an easy, uh, not always an easy thing to do in terms of being uh, a business oriented person to find a way that um, feeds both needs. Absolutely, yes. Um, with discovering this kind of hole in the services that are offered to people after they lose a family member or a loved one, we were, it fit in seamlessly with what we do and the type of people that we are. And for us to be able to offer that to the public just felt right. And Heather, what about you previous to this or previous to the losses in your life? Where, what was, what was your direction originally? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think mine's kind of a, a little bit opposite. I always knew I wanted to be a business person and I wanted, I got my business degree and then I went and got my master's in business and I was going to climb that corporate ladder and I was going to dominate the world with my marketing <laughs> skills. And, um, and I did, I did that. I got, you know, quarter of the way up the ladder. Or so, um, I was working at an auto manufacturer in their marketing department, one of like 12 people for their national, um, you know, U.S. headquarters for major auto. Um, and I was doing sponsorship and events. So I basically would um, send cars around to different locations and make sure they looked pretty and that people were doing fun, exciting things with the vehicles and um, basically just spending millions and millions of dollars to sell and promote cars at basketball games and all kinds of things, um, which was great. It was fun. I traveled a lot and it was great when I was younger, but I did, um, experience the loss of my grandfather. Um, and at that time I literally just, um, you know, he was in the hospital for a while and then on hospice. And so I just left work and I went and was with him because we didn't know how long we had. Um, and so in that, I realized, you know, I started realizing what was important and it put more perspective on what I did. And it was like, okay, so if the car doesn't show up at a vehicle display on Tuesday and it's there for the game on Thursday, are we really going to be in that much of a, a, you know, is it really worth all the stress? Is it really worth all the <laughs> drama that goes into it and everybody's freaking out? And it's like, really? Like nobody died. Um, and that's kind of where I started literally saying nobody's going to die if this doesn't happen everybody calm down you know let's breathe and I knew you know after you know it kind of grew on me for a while that that was just not something that I could maintain because people did act like somebody was going to die if this didn't get there um so like Daniela I did um you know I packed I was in Southern California packed up moved up here um started at a startup and and right away, just being in the Bay Area, it's a much more relaxed vibe. Um, you know, it's not that like 8.30 to 6 or you, you're never going to move up because you're not in the office long enough. But um, the startup vibe, the relaxed vibe, it, it was kind of getting me right in the right path. Um, 
but again, like Daniela said, um, it just was kind of like, if you know, if we're going to work for a startup, let's work for our own. And I've always wanted to to do something that meant something to me or the universe or to other people or something, something just more meaningful than like, like my bio says affecting the bottom line. Um, and so I think, you know, Daniela's more recent loss is kind of what, what led us to where we are now. But, um, but it was something that we both in our, in our hearts and our minds were, we wanted to do something that meant something. And I think um, that we're just thrilled that we're able to do that every day now. You know, there's a there's a couple of things I hear in that, and one being uh, the the almost universal experience of well, I may be exaggerating, but the people I talk to who've experienced grief and loss mm-hmm. typically typically have a shift of priorities and 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 perspective, such that. Uh, just what you're talking about, Heather, uh, you know, it's not life and death, folks. Um, <laughs> but that that does come with actually experiencing life and death. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, not realizing the difference between actual life and death experiences and a kind of um, brain uh, activation that uh, towards survival that really isn't about survival. Do you right. feel like you kind of got the difference a little more after that experience? I, I definitely do. I, I definitely, and I was, you know, obviously there was there was growing up and, and aging into it and everything, but like when I first started in business, it was literally just like, I want to have a cool title and I want to work for a cool company that people know and I want to have this cachet and, and, um, and it was very kind of selfish, but also just a combination of youth and just not experiencing enough, like you said, life and death. And then I think going through that and then um, shortly after my grandfather, I I also lost my father who I didn't know very well, but it was a very conflicting thing. I didn't grow up with him. I met him later in life and then I was confused about those feelings. So yeah, just going through all those different things, it really does change your perspective and I think maybe people that go through that younger maybe have that perspective longer but I don't know if it's just the aging up or what but it definitely affected my career the way I looked at my job and my career path and what was important to me um, definitely shifted after the losses um, for sure. Well, it's also interesting just in terms of you're both uh, I'm assuming fairly young. I don't know exactly how young definitely younger than me <laughs> and and women in business and you know I, I am aware that women in business sometimes have to fight hard to you know that you have to bring a different um, uh, energy of drive to get people to kind of take you seriously maybe would that be fair to say <laughs> yes <laughs> I think that's fair that's more than fair. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, and this whole, I don't know, lean in, for want of a better way to put it, lean in idea, you know, get at the table. And so in a way you had to sort of step back from that maybe to to do what was really calling you. Was that a hard transition? Was it hard to say, okay, that's not actually what I do want uh, now? 
You know, for me, I thought, I feel that it, it was a completely organic transition because it was something that meant so much to me. And I had been through the loss myself and I'd seen how hard it is to get things done and knowing now that I can do it and I have the ability to do it for other people made it just, oh, clearly that was the path that I needed to be on. So it wasn't as much of a stepping down and backing off, but more of a embracing what I should actually be doing with my life. So kind of stepping stepping in and stepping up instead. Yeah. Into something that was going to be even bigger, maybe. Um, maybe I know you're at the start of your way. business. What's that? Bigger, but in a different way. But in a different <laughs> way. Um, I think that's a, a really important, for anyone, an important message that when we do, when we kind of follow our hearts or passion, um, especially when it's driven by these deep experiences of loss, that um, it may be a little to the side of what, you know, success is supposed to look like, but it feels more successful, I have the idea. That is exactly how I would sum it up. I think we may come to great success. I would I don't think that we're opposed to that. Um, in any way. But, but it's definitely not a, a, the number one priority, I think is what we're all getting at. It, it's, we want the business to be successful because we want to actually help people and the more successful we are and the more education there is about the fact that this is offered as a service, um, you know, by us now. Um, is something that I think we would be happy to have be a national thing, having more supportive people being more aware and openly discussing death and loss is something that we highly promote. Um, so I think our success wouldn't necessarily, you know, like you said, as part of the greater good, it's not just us, yay, in that normal business mindset, like, oh, we made tons of money and our company's number one and we're on this list. It's more about, look at all these people we've helped and um, how many, you know, the shift in the culture maybe, you know, even um, would be something that we would just be really happy and um, see as a huge success if we're able to change people's minds about how they see um, how they see death and, and grief and loss. And then I, I want to say that on the other hand, uh, some of us that have been in the death, dying, grief, loss field a long time are particularly bad at business, um, I, you know, because it hasn't been our priority. And so and then our message doesn't get out as much, if you will. Um, so the idea that you know how to do that, I would imagine... Uh, you can impact that conversation in a way that is hard for some people. Uh, Yeah, I definitely, we've seen that a lot just very basically uh, in the fact that um, we get a lot of praise on our website (laughs) from a very minimal perspective. We have so many people we've met, we're like, oh, we're going to add links to your site on our site. And people are like, I don't know how to do that. We have to call somebody and, and, um, they just, they, we get a lot of praise on our website and it's something that's basic and, and um, easy for us to do, but we can see how that might not be a priority for other people in the industry, if you, if you will. Sure. Um, it's just a couple minutes till our first break, but in the next segment, what I'd really like to talk about is uh, the 
what you do, actually, you know, what kinds of things we're talking about. For those of us that have experienced, in my case, numerous losses um, where I've had some responsibility for the business of it, it, it's overwhelming. But I'm not sure. Part of what's overwhelming is people don't know Mm -hmm. that all that is coming. Yeah, in a sense. And so I, I really think it's of use to kind of get the word out what things you might be facing if you're an executor or if you're, you know, and, and what can be helped with and what really can't. Right. Um, and I'd also uh, intersected with that, like to hear, was it hard for you, you know, um, because there are some things that are typically quite fluid for me. Unless it's about me having lost someone. Right. And then it's so much harder to slug through. So let's talk about all of that when we come back, um, both what you do in the business and, you know, the, the ease or difficulty for yourselves when you were dealing with all that. Okay? Okay. All Sounds right. Good. Time for our first break. So, listeners, you can find links to my website and social media at the Good Grief page at Voice America. You know I appreciate if you get in touch with me, and you can also just like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, connect on LinkedIn and all of that. And to find Daniela Guzman and Heather Vargas, you can go to www.lifeafterllc.com. Be back soon. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Relationship issues, anxious, parenting challenges, no more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. To reach Cheryl or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Cheryl Jones at weatheringgrief.com. Now, back to Good Grief. Welcome back. This is your host, Cheryl Jones. And I've been talking with Daniela Guzman and Heather Vargas about their business life after and how they came to be passionate about helping people navigate the time after a loved one dies in the practical realms. And before we left for the break, Heather and Daniela, I was um, I was starting a conversation about what you actually do in relationship to the business and how it was for both of you to do that for your own loved ones. Um, which Should we start with you, Heather? What, can, you, can you give me a sense what the business does for people and, and you know, what, uh, what people find difficult about it? Maybe you can speak from your perspective and others as well. Yeah, absolutely. So what we do in a quick nutshell is we help settle the affairs of um, the person that passed for their loved ones, Uh, meaning we help with notifying agencies, uh, filling out forms, uh, notifying uh, parties like financial advisors, um, the actual lawyers and executors, if they need to be done, fiduciaries, if they have them. Um, basically, we handle all of the paperwork and administrative bureaucratic side of the death dying process. Um, it is something that you don't realize what all needs to be done until you do lose somebody and you happen to be the person or one of the people that are helping to settle all of that. Um, a lot of times, in my case, it was my f- grandfather was the first one I went through, and he uh, handled all of the bills for my grandmother and him. And she was she survived him. She's still here, actually. Um, so she had no idea w- which attorney was their most current attorney that held the current trust. Um, she didn't. She knew the financial advisor, but she didn't know if everything was held with him or if he had um, accounts outside of that. Uh, he did all the accounting, all of their taxes himself. Um, so basically it was sitting there and going through an entire file cabinet of paperwork of a lifetime of paperwork, trying to sort through what was current, what wasn't, um, trying to figure out which agencies you contact first, like social security, um, what, how many death certificates you need, who they need to go to, what other paperwork do you need? Um, it's, it's very paper oriented process still these days and, and everybody's building an app for that. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the companies or organizations you have to deal with aren't there yet with electronic paperwork, especially in a death because there's a lot of additional items you need to provide. So um, there's a lot of phone calls. And when you are grieving, the last thing you want to do is call and call and call and say, my so-and-so has just passed, my so-and-so, and then sitting on hold for 20 minutes and then getting interrupted and then remembering that you have to say that. And it's just, it's, um, it's exhausting, daunting, um, and painful. 
And so for us, not being emotionally attached um, to our clients, people that have passed, I mean, we're connected to our clients, of course, but, um, you know, it's not our own loss that we're suffering. So we felt like, why not let us get efficient at other people's deaths when, (laughs) you know, we we didn't want to be in our own lives, but since we've become that, why not take what we've learned and what we've done and shared that um, and offer that to other people? You know, that uh, I I think you've touched on something that's just key in my profession, which is that everything in that area is actually a grief instigator, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, every piece of paperwork, I'm sorting through my mom's files. She died a couple of years ago and I'm doing the, the, now the final sort, Yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and I can't do it for very long, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, uh, and my, my niece helps me because, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's just, it's too much when it resonates memories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there's something about that too that um, you can't be efficient about it. No. Uh, you shouldn't did, have did to. Did you both experience that in, in terms of your own processes, even though you're, you know, oriented to paperwork and, and event planning and all these, you know, business-type activities? Was it hard for you as well to... Did it wear you out to spend a lot of time on it? Or was that it's, part a little easier for you, you think? This is Daniela. I'll, I'll weigh in. Um, in my family, um, when I experienced a loss, I lost my father. Um, because of who I am and my personality, I'm kind of able to compartmentalize things and push emotions down. And even though I, I am able to do that, and that's why I took on the brunt of closing out his personal affairs, um, I struggled daily with you know, having to go to the DMV and change the title of his vehicle. That was an emotional thing for me that I was able to, you know, keep down. But then at the end of the day, I would collapse. Mm. Like I would, I would absolutely fall apart. And, you know, my husband was there to help me. But as much as you can keep it together while you're going through these actions, which is very difficult and, just to be able to think straight, it takes all of your energy when you're grieving. Yeah, it's um, not a mind activity, is it? No, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's very difficult. So even if you are able to pull it together to get the paperwork done and talk to who you need to talk to and you can still function and think, it takes so much out of you that at the end of the day or maybe randomly in the grocery store, it, it will just come out and you explode with this emotion and there's pain and rage and just everything bottled up because you're trying to take care of these things. And with all of my experience and background and the ability to, to be efficient and, and do my paperwork and keep my spreadsheets, it still was the hardest thing I have ever done. Mm. You know, I'm thinking of this experience I had after my father died, which I may have told on the show before, but it's so relevant here in terms of the things you might not even know you have to take care of. So the story is this. Um, My father was a minister and my daughter was going to get married in October and my dad fell and died in May. And 
a huge thing. A huge thing for this was years ago. Thank you, though. Okay. <laughs> and um, and um, so my mom and I decided we would uh, give her his ring to sew in her dress. Mm-hmm. So we went to Tiffany's to buy a little ring holder to put the ring in to give to her. So we get there, we pick the thing, it's beautiful, we're kind of crying already, right? Because it's Mm -hmm. an emotional thing to do. My mom goes to pay, she gives them her American Express, which had nothing on it, her debt was entirely paid, and it it was declined. Because American Express is notified when mm-hmm. Social Security is notified. A lot of her cards didn't know until she told them. But American Express knew immediately and they shut the thing down. It was a joint account. It yeah. was a joint account. Yeah. So, you know, that is something that that not being business oriented, we were just entirely unprepared. Well, that's one of the things is that there are so many things like that that will happen that you will never know about until you have to go through it yourself. So the fact that we were able to go through all of this ourselves and learn gives us the ability to give people the foresight saying that this is something that needs to be done because you don't want it popping up in three months, six months, a year, two years. Absolutely. And you don't want it to, I mean, that was such a, obviously... That stuck with me so much. That was such a uh, a grievous experience to have. Mm-hmm. It wasn't yeah. just it wasn't wasn't just some businessy detail, you know. It yeah, was very public yeah. as well. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. And I mean, my mom was a very good container, and I thought she was going to fall over on the floor, to be honest, you know, <laughs> because yes. it, yeah. she was a very business oriented person. Yeah. That was a terrible thing for yes. her. Um, because she kept up with her bills, exactly, you know, she took care of everything in her life. So all that to say, it can really, really contribute to a devastation, a small devastation when these things catch you unawares. Absolutely. Those little, those little moments are huge emotional, you know, setbacks in the, the closure process and the grieving process. For sure. Um, they, they contribute to that web of threads all tangled up in your, in your uh, mind and heart somewhere. And, and that makes me wonder, uh, do you typically get called by the family after someone has died? Or do you sometimes help people prepare before they die so that everything's very clear after they die. Because, of course, I work in cancer, and a lot of people know that that's on the way. You know, it's not, it's not unprepared. It's, it's, you have some preparation time. Um, is there a pattern yet? I know your business yeah. is new, but is there a pattern yet about when people contact you? Yeah, this is, this is Heather. Um, we, we do see a pattern. We, we would love to talk to people earlier on in the process. So I think most people are so overwhelmed with coping with the fact that they are going to be losing somebody soon emotionally that they're not necessarily ready yet to start talking about the business side of it, if you will. Um, I think it would be a lot easier if we could uh, start even having discussions with people before they even get sick or ill so that they can start planning on their own and then then when, you know, 
that time comes, then they're more prepared um, in general. But um, we have found that most people will call us within, you know, weeks of a passing, um, which is which is a little hard for us. Our other piece of what we do is we also provide memorial, celebration of life, funeral, religious ceremony, um, planning services as well. Um, so we can also make sure that that person is honored in the most um respectful and caring way sometimes you know again you're overwhelmed with grief there's all this paperwork you don't know what to do with the body and then oh my gosh you want me to actually do something to honor them I want to do something to honor them what do I do who do I invite how do I invite them there's all that stress that comes on too and I think you know obviously it has to be done usually first um so we usually get calls somewhere between the middle of planning that or after uh when they finally get to the paperwork part of it um but we definitely can help speak to people the person that's passing even or um that is ill to find out what their wishes are so that when they do pass we can make sure that they're properly honored and memorialized and that their loved ones can have that closure and feel like they've done everything they possibly could to really make sure that their loved one was was honored in the way that they you know lived and and cared to be honored so um yeah it's hard it it really is hard and that's part of what our education and part of what we're here to talk about is that you don't shouldn't be afraid to talk about death it's not going to bring it upon you um per se especially if you already know it's coming um but you know like it's just something that we can really uh we can really help you figure out and and take some of the pain away. And so we can, we can just, the earlier we can get in and make it so that you can just literally contact us and we just go into motion and you can just grieve. Um, it would really help with that. I think coming to us after the fact, we're more than happy to step in at any point. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that's where we would prefer to obviously come in, but um, it just kind of the, the earlier, the better, the earlier the better um but it just doesn't always happen that way and that's okay um i think in a way we are also talking perhaps about the idea of legacy uh here's what i'm thinking my mother as i said was very business e uh you know while she she had a final illness uh it was about nine months that she knew she probably would die of what she had And um, she did things like called her minister and me and said, um, I want to have a meeting and talk about how I want my memorial to be. Okay. And we had a meeting and she was very detailed. She was always very detailed in her life. And that, that was an important legacy. I added very little to what she said. There were a couple of things that happened kind of, way at the end that like someone came to sing with her and I asked that person to come sing but mostly it was everything she had said and so I know I knew completely and without any doubt that it was in honor of her because she had planned it yeah yeah. (laughs) but I can imagine if she was a different sort of person she might she might desire to do that but just not know how to go about it Absolutely. Um, And I can imagine you being kind of involved in the legacy of that, that when someone has said, you know, celebrate me, this is how, there's a joy in the occasion that comes from not being distracted by, is this the right thing or is this what they really wanted? What do you think about that? 
Yes, this is Heather again. Absolutely. We just had one very recently uh, in June where um, the woman had started to try to prepare. uh, It was actually a celebration of life, which are our favorite ones to do um, because they really do celebrate the person. Um, And so we we stepped in because she was she wanted to do something she kind of knew what she wanted to do but she just literally could not start and she's a very business oriented person and she just could not figure out she knew the venue and she knew the kind of food but to get there it just was overwhelming and we sat down had one meeting sent follow-up email and a schedule and and from there she was just at ease it was perfect um, she got to add little things here and there we handled everything for her and I think she we just gave her this sense of comfort that she knew everything was being done the way she needed it to be done and that her husband would have wanted it to be done and and she could breathe again and that makes us happier than anything (laughs) and so I'm guessing that you have to be uh, a tiny bit for want of a better word a tiny bit therapist to do this uh, in the sense that you're, in the sense that you're working with grieving people, can we talk about that when we get back from the break? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Okay, listeners, time for the second break, and you can get me at weatherandgrief.com during the break or at the Voice America homepage of Good Grief, and to find Daniela Guzman and Heather Vargas. And I'm going to repeat this twice because I think it might have gotten lost the last time. It's www.lifeafterllc.com. That's www.lifeafterllc.com. Back after the break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Real Life Solutions, Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. To reach Cheryl or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Cheryl Jones at weatheringgrief.com. Now, back to Good Grief. Welcome back. I'm here with Heather Vargas and Daniela Guzman, whose business, Life After, helps people who've lost a loved one deal with all of the business details involved with that time. And uh, before the break, I was saying, I figured that even though you are taking care of business uh, with people, 
it's got to take a little bit of therapist because I'm guessing that feelings come up for people in the course of um, in the course of working with them, and it seemed like that uh, you you felt that was true. But can I hear more about that? How sure. do how do you deal with that when you're there to do business? This is Daniela. So um, we do have to deal with a lot. I wouldn't say have to. We do get to deal with a lot of people's emotions and um, kind of letting them talk things out and work things out um, with us and act as a therapist. Um, Some of it has to do with just processing the emotion of losing their loved one. And some of it has to do with now having to deal with family members that they typically don't deal with for whatever reasons. Um, When somebody passes, sometimes there are many people that have input on few things and these people are you know, sisters and brothers or children and parents and they don't meet eye to eye and for us to come in and be an, you know, unbiased party and we can collect all of the the wants and needs and kind of give it back to them. A lot of the time we find that people are saying the same things but differently. Hmm. And so So there's a mediation quality there, huh? There is. So we get we get to be mediators, we get to be therapists, we get to listen to so many wonderful, beautiful stories that people have and like to share when they've lost a loved one, um, just to kind of help us get to know them, the, the person who's passed, um, and to, to share something beautiful and remember their loved one. We get to hear just some incredible things about these people, and I'm sure it helps them greatly to be able to talk openly and freely about it without having to worry about having a breakdown in public or being seen crying because we're okay with it and we know what's happening and we're there to support them in any way that we can. Well, also, I find that interesting to have the two intersect because, uh, as, as you described, we're often, if we're dealing with the business, we're kind of compartmentalizing our grief somewhere and then falling apart after and, you know, kind of having to um, section off our experience. But you're there to do the business and yet inviting that grief that seems possibly very powerful to me that people don't have to leave their grief behind to take care of the business, but it can be um, appreciated and held in the process of doing the business. Yeah. Yeah. This is Heather. I, I I have to say it's in a very selfish way. It feels really good <laughs> to be able to know that you are that strong person for somebody who is in such pain. Um, so it is it is therapy for kind of both of us, I think, because mm. uh, you know, in a way, you're hearing this this powerful story and you're holding in your emotions because if you you know they're already losing it, you kind of you're that strong person for for your client. Uh, but they're sharing something so personal and, and it feels good that somebody trusts you enough and, and is um, able to share that and put that in your hands and entrust you with that information and that personal part of their life. So in a way, it's, it's, it's therapeutic, I think, or at least for me as well, um, and a little bit of a, yes, I did good today. I feel good about myself. I'm helping somebody else heal. So um, it's a little selfish in that nature, but uh, a little therapeutic as well. 
Well, it, it does bring up something that's so recurrent uh, a theme on this show as to be kind of the rule that when you've gone through grief of your own and and gotten to a place where you've kind of integrated that loss, mm-hmm. I don't believe we ever close or get over or any of that, but we integrate over time. There's kind of a natural impulse to help somebody else. And... Mm-hmm. And that's a giving impulse, of course, but it does feel remarkably good. I mean, that's certainly part of why this show feels so good to do, because it it completes that circle in a way. And I think that's what you're talking about, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. It's that full circle and it's it's part of our business model if you will why we even started this is we went through it and unfortunately started getting pretty efficient at it and thought again let's let's turn this around and is there a way we can honor our loved ones uh and memorialize them through our business adding to our you know grief loss positivity and then help help others and do good and feel good all day long and maybe pay some rent and buy some food to eat. That's pretty much... (laughs) That's on the list somewhere, of course. And speaking of which, you know, of course I went and looked at at your website and your services and all of this, and I did notice that it seems as if you you kind of have packages, not time-based packages, but kind of... um, you're going to describe this better than I, but sort of theme packages at a certain price and not uh, up to the first 10 hours or, you know, which is to me uh, an interesting business model for this because people could need a ton of time or very little. So can you talk some about, does that connect with your impulse in doing it in the first place or uh, tell me about that more? Yeah, this is Heather. Absolutely. We, when we first started looking at how to price this, because that was one of the last things and hardest things we did, because we know we have to charge for it because we obviously do need to pay for some bills. Uh, but we do want to have it be shown and known that we are doing this because we care. And so we looked at what it would minimally take to do the most basic persons, literally that everybody has to have these uh, let's say 10 to 15 things that have to be closed out and they're not little things, but th- this basic person's life would take this long to do this many things. Uh, and we added what we feel is our fair hourly rate to it. And we do not charge over that. And most likely a person has more than these 15 things. So um, we pretty much know we could probably charge a bit more or do it hourly based, but we don't, from business perspective, I know I hate being nickel and dimed when I buy a service. Personally, I hate being a nickel and dimed when I'm buying a service. And we know that when it comes to death and loss and um, even elder care or um, somebody has an illness, the care that is given to them, uh, it, it, there's, it just it adds up and people try to take advantage at this time. And it's just it's horrible and we don't want to come off that way. So we definitely packaged everything um, very simply. And what we hope is very honestly and cleanly. Um, We've only received positive um, feedback on our pricing structure and, and amounts. Um, So I think that we've done it right. I think that we have um, put the right amount on it. We know we feel good about it. We know we can live with that, those numbers and, 
um, both mentally and like literally. (laughs) Uh Uh, And so I I think that's why we've done it. Um, You know, obviously, as we grow and get bigger, and we need to potentially take on staff and have more assets and things that may need to adjust. But right now, we're very comfortable with that model. And that's why we did it. We don't want anybody to feel like they're going to have to track our hours and match them up against our billing so they don't get ripped off because we just don't want any of that. And we want everybody to just feel comfortable. Everything is going to be handled. This one fee, there's no add-ons, there's no extra charges. We're here for you. Well, when I, when I read that, I was I was quite aware of another impact that you may or not may or may not be aware of, which is, uh, let's take my mom for an example. She has an attorney or had an attorney. Um, he had all her documents, you know, trust documents, etc. Mm-hmm. Before she died, she said, "I hope he doesn't overcharge you." And (laughs) 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 not a favor to me. (laughs) Um, And so I've noticed this whole two years when I have to make contact with him, Uh there's this sense of how do I get this done the quickest way possible? Right. Mm -hmm. Out of honoring her um, concern. Right. And that isn't the most helpful thing to me. No. No. me would be get in touch with him every time I have a question, call him, don't email him, you know. Um, and so in a way, you've removed that. Uh, the person you're working with doesn't have to be... Um, Afraid to call us? Monitoring themselves right. to, to make the need as small as possible, which I could imagine also impacts these conversations we're talking about. That they've yeah. paid you for the service, no matter how long it takes. Exactly. We want. Yeah. We literally just want them to dump all of their baggage on us, and we'll just sort it out. <laughs> it is oversimplifying it, but I mean, there's a lot that we. <laughs> there's a lot that we do. That, we want to carry the person forward. Yes. But we don't want to carry the baggage. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll help sort out yeah. and organize the baggage, and then we hand it back to you in a nice, neat, organized package. I mean, there's certain things we we're not lawyers, we're not financial advisors, we're not going to sell your stocks, we're not going to give you legal advice, write your trusts, or execute the wills. Uh, but we will organize them, make calls, sit in meetings with you, give you notes. Like we we basically will hold your hand and fill out the paperwork and have you sign it and guide you to the right people that we know that we vetted that we trust um, in whatever category you may need. Um, so you know, really, that's what we're there for. We're there for that person. We're their advocate. We're their helper, executive assistant, admin assistant, whatever you want to call it. We're there for them. Um, so no, we don't want them to not trust us or not want to share enough information because we're going to charge them an extra $50 or something. Like that's not what we, that's not, that wouldn't work for what we're trying to do. So. Um, that also wouldn't allow us to honor the memory of our family members either. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh-huh. They would, they would um, appreciate it being done kind of wholeheartedly and, and yes. caringly. Yes. The people that they were, they were very honest, very moral, very, altruistic and if we were to do anything other than what we're doing I know that they would be very displeased so that's uh you know this idea in Buddhism of right livelihood I don't know if you've ever heard that but it's it's livelihood to me that um the concept for me is 
earning a livelihood with something that fits with your value system. Okay. Uh, is that in a way what we're talking about? Absolutely, yes, 100%. We're, we only have a couple of minutes left, and I wanted to give you space to kind of plant a dream in the universe. Where would you like this to go? Do you want to be a national clearinghouse for, you know, uh, <laughs> afterlife business? Or <laughs> I, I think... Um, Heather said it before, we just really want to get up every morning and feel good about what we're doing and still be able to pay our bills. We want to help as many people as possible and feel good about what we do when we go to bed and just, you know, be able to get by. And to me, it's like we would we would be... If everybody in the world felt more comfortable, or okay, let's not say the world, the U.S. felt more comfortable about discussing death, loss, and grief um, because of any piece of what we're able to do by opening the conversation earlier, we would be pleased, more than pleased, thrilled. So it's it's education as well. And so although that isn't, strictly speaking, the business goal of what you're doing, that is... Uh, also a part of your mission, yes, yeah, if you will, to yeah. kind of get get more people uh, talking, considering, and of course, in my age group, I'm a baby boomer. You're right on time. We're having those conversations. We're trying to. Our parents are dying, and we're thinking we want to do it kind of differently. Yes, um, I had an earlier loss experience, but a lot of my contemporaries really haven't. And so they're being illuminated right at this moment uh, about everything we've talked about in this hour. So um, that's your that's your market there. That's our target <laughs> demographic to be that's gross about it. Yeah. Yeah. At not not to imply that younger people don't face some of this too, just less commonly. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to thank you both for being with me today, both Heather and Daniela. Thanks so much. I've really appreciated the conversation. Thanks, Cheryl. It's thank good. you, Cheryl. Thank you for the opportunity to be on your show. Absolutely. And listeners, be sure to go to www.lifeafterllc.com to find their their work um, and, and see how they put this into practice. Next week, I'll have Anne-Marie Coburn whose memoir, 5,742 Days, tells the story of her grief after the death at 15 of her daughter, who died after taking ecstasy. And the 5,742 refers to the number of days she lived. This has been Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. I look forward to being with you again next week for another meaningful conversation. Thank you so much for joining us for Good Grief. Please come back next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Cheryl Jones, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a meaningful week. Abre mi corazón.